listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Check us out by visiting www.magicandmedicine.blogspot.com. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to It's All Good, Magic Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. I'm going to apologize in advance for any background noise you may hear as I am recording during this pandemic here, and everyone's here at home. My children are outside running around, and um, so hopefully I told them I was recording and not to come in until I let them know that I'm done. My husband is... Um, he went to a store to pick up something that's on sale so we can use it for a summer. But anyway, so that's what's going on. So I'm go I have a lot of information during this episode. So I do hope that I'm able to record this without too much disruption. I told the kids, don't come inside unless someone's bleeding, please. I'll come and get you and let you know that I'm done. So what have we been doing during this pandemic? Well, lots of things. The homeschooling thing is, is going great. I mean, just like everyone else, I'm exhausted. But I'm very thankful to have everyone here at home with me. And there's not going to be any schools for the rest of the year. So we're doing this until June 18th. Also, it means no, we're all gatherings are off. So there's no, fourth, we always have a 4th of July party and we're not having one this year, which I'm grateful for because frankly, this has been a very tough school year. The schedules have been insanely crazy. I've just been burnt out with the kids schedule, my schedule, all the events and, and my husband's schedule. It's just been, I, I, I was ready to burn out. And I'm very thankful that I'm able to be at home during this time. I mean, I have no events this summer. All of my author gigs, all of my artist gigs have been canceled. And frankly, I'm okay. I'm putting things on Etsy. I'm writing a new book at home that it seems like every night I wake up, I have a notepad by my um, bed and I finish one, I finish another chapter and another chapter, and another chapter. It's a fantasy novel, which I'm, I'm so excited about. And I've been finishing books, like reading some fantasy books that I really wanted to get around to. I've been finishing them quickly. And now I'm home, I'm making some cloth dolls, which I've always wanted to do. I, I conquered my sewing machine. We had a three-day battle and I won. <laughs> And I have lots of tons of fabric. So I've been making masks. And also, if you, for those of you who have never seen my, my picture, I have long, butt long dreadlocks. And when I'm working and doing stuff, I like to keep them up out of my, out of my way or I won't be able to get anything done. So I have these, these, um, these um, lock cloths. I mean, they're like neck gaiters and they which they can be because they're versatile they you know you can pull them up over your locks you can also use them for masks because when i didn't have any masks i used my one of my uh, dreadlock um, bandana things on my face and it works just fine 
So, I mean, you just have to have the right cloth. It's like polyester and spandex cloth. It's co a combo, like nine, probably like five or six percent poly um, spandex, and the rest is uh, polyester. And I have a lot of this cloth. So, I've been doing that. I'm wearing one now because I was outside in the garden not too long ago. And I ran inside and said, This is a great opportunity to go record this show that I wrote up. So, here we are. And that's what's been going on. Loving it. I hear so many people complain and complain, oh, I hate it and this and that. And then people saying how it's hard doing homeschooling. I'm like, well, now you know what teachers have to do. As I was a teacher for 11 years, I taught English. I taught seventh, uh, seventh grade. And then my last three years, I went to the new high school where I met my husband. Well, where I, I already met him, but where I, um, our relationship blossomed. And I enjoyed, I mean, I, I taught and people would always say, teachers do nothing but set a desk and blah, blah, blah. And you don't deserve any more money and blah, blah, blah. And, he, and I said, yeah, want to try doing this job? Now, these people who are home with like two, three kids or some five kids doing all the homeschooling, try to have a classroom of 25 kids and not just one classroom. Six periods a day, 25 kids every class. Hmm? Okay, that's, you know, I remember one time I had, I had like, on average, I had 132 students total, and I didn't know all their names, all their grades, and it was not easy. Okay, so I don't want to hear any people talk bad, down talk about teachers anymore. Teachers are heroes too, just like these nurses and doctors and everyone else saving lives. Look what teachers do too. Show some respect, people. We have so many ignorant people in this world, I'm telling you, who think about themselves are so selfish. But I digress. Let's get on to today's topic, trans work and psychic protection. Now, when people think about uh, trans work, they are automatically associated with shamanism. I mean, that's what people know trans, trans as, shaman, shamans. They think that only shamans practice that. You know, shamanism is the most widely known trans, they have the most widely, their practices are the most widely known, and especially when it comes to trans tradition. The word shaman is derived from a, a Siberian term and it has come to mean or define any healer who believes he or she heals by manipulating the power of spirits using the trance technique. Now, shamans enjoyed with trance work, enjoyed sensory overload, expectation and suggestions and their rituals to heal and to predict. Shamans were known as seers, and some today still think that they are seers. And it's not only shamans people, but that's what people come to associate it with. Now, there's one important um, significant um, trans movement, which is a native, it was a Native American trans movement called the Ghost Dance, which was, you know, originated in about, not originated, but it was why became widely known in 1889, 1890, around that time. And it was developed by a self-proclaimed Native American prophet, for those of you who don't know that. And the ghost dance was trans, it was a trance-inducing ritual that was adopted by many Native American tribes ac across the Western and Central United States as a backlash to the Euro-American encroachment. You know, we can't do that. Let's, let's do this. So the tribes who were practicing, the tribes were practiced the long hour ceremony of dancing, singing, and drumming. 
And it was believed that, excuse me, sorry, <laughs> it's something in my mouth. Um, it was believed that performing the ritual and concentrating on the central message of deliverance from the European society, because, you know, they were oppressed, it would help them to bring about the destruction of the European society and a subsequent resurgence of the Native American way of life. Now, the shaman was able to transcend the human condition and pass freely back and forth through the different cosmological planes. A, sham, a shaman is able to move between realities. And a significant part, I'm going to read something. This is this wonderful book called The Way of the Shaman by My, Michael Harner. And let's see. Um, I'm going to talk, talk about, you know, drumming, a lot of drumming is associated with Native American tribes and African tribes. But right now we're talking about Native American, Native American tribes. A drumming produces changes in the central nervous system. That's why it's effective. And laboratory research by, I'm probably going to announce her, the name wrong, Neher, N-E-H-E-R, has demonstrated that drumming produces changes in the central nervous system. The rhythmic stimulation affects the electrical activity in many sensory and motor areas of the brain, not ordinarily affected through their connections with the sensory area being stimulated. This appears to be due in part to the fact that the single beat of a drum contains many sound frequencies and accordingly it simultaneously transmits impulses along a variety of nerve pathways in the brain. Furthermore, drum beats are mainly of low frequency, which means that more energy can be transmitted to the brain by a drum beat than from a sound stimulus of higher frequency. This is possible, Neher states, because the low-frequency receptors of the ear are more resistant to damage than the delicate high-frequency receptors and can withstand higher amplitudes of sound before pain is felt. So there's some information for you science people. Um, that's from the book, The Way of the Shaman by Michael Harner. So... And then my kids are getting louder outside. I can hear them. If you can hear them, I'm sorry. I should have played music in the background. I'm thinking of doing that for one of my shows, have some nice music going in the background. <laughs> some you know, soothing witchy music. Okay, so anyway, that's what's going on. So let's get back to what we're talking about in regards to trans, trans work. Okay. So trans states are bridges to the conscious and the earthly hidden realms of our souls, of our souls. It is such a vital tool. What is a trance? For those of you who don't know what a trance is, trance is an altered form of consciousness in which a person is neither fully awake nor fully asleep. It is walking between the world of the conscious and the sub conscious mind you may hear things like zoning out being off with the fairies or out of it or daydreaming 
Now, according to lonerwolf.com, there are five, alt, five levels of altered states of consciousness. And it is, there's five of them. There's the very, the first one, number one, very light trance, two, light trance, three, medium trance, four, deep trance, and five, very deep trance. <laughs> Entering a trance state helps us to bypass the critical mind, which interferes with deep inner transformation and communicates directly with the con unconscious mind. Now, this is because the rational mind is a barrier to the unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind can is sometimes also known as the irrational mind, which I totally disagree with. But there are people out there who, you know, say you're being irrational, you know, that fairy belief is irrational, all these things like that. And they, that's has become to be connected with the unconscious mind, which just really really makes me angry. It's not cool. We bury our unresolved trauma in the majority of our pain and the neurosis in our unconsciousness. Trans work has played a significant role in uh, contacting spiritual guides, seeking animal allies, communicating with ancestors, and communicating with one's own soul. Communicating with also um, deceased you know, spirits, other spirits too. They don't just have to be ancestors. The tra trans work uh, can be seen as, well, is seen as a door to the other side of reality. Now, there are some ways, these are just some of the many ways to induce a trance. Breath work, like when you're breathing, yoga, all those things. I find that calms. And that, that makes it possible for me to begin trance. So I find that breath work is very important. There's another one, mantra and prayer. Some people find that useful. I, I tried it and I think it, I tried that and I kind of combined, I combine a lot of methods when I'm trying to get into trance work. Primal rhythms, beats, sounds like drumming, rattle shaking. I have an African rattle. I have lots of drums, but I also have a rattle that I have on one of my altars. I have a few altars around the house where I do my nighttime work, my nighttime meditation and trance work. And it's an African, wooden African egg that has beads, seeds in it. And I shake it and that helps get me calm and helps me relax so I can go into trance. Also the self-hypnosis staring at something for a long time, a pendulum, visualization, or incense and essential oil. Now that's great because I burn incense all the time. And to me, it's relaxing. It's all about, you know, it's relaxing. It's all about getting your body ready so you can naturally, you know, with the help of things, go into trance. Physical and emotional catharsis you know, physical exhaustion from dancing, uh, getting into trance. Now, when you go into trance, I highly suggest that you protect yourself before you go into, you get, you establish your protection, whether it be with, 
your guides or angels just get protection. Protect yourself from unwanted entities or portals that you don't want to go into. If you are nervous or doubtful before you go into trance, do not engage in trance work. Honestly, don't do it. And if you are a solitary practitioner, set a, set a gentle timer to emerge from the trance and then ground yourself to get rid of the trance shock when the timer goes off. You should always reground yourself anyway when going into and out of trance. And if you want to have another person or persons there with you, have them drum. Like when you're going on a, like when you're going like that of a shamanic journey as a signal for you to gently and calmly return to the non-trance state and then followed by grounding or some Reiki, if that you shall wish. But always make sure you ground yourself and bring before you go into trance work and bring along your protective guides before entering the trance. You want to make sure that you don't encounter lower vibrational entities who mean harm or who just want to cause an imbalance doubt, fear. Don't enter trance with doubt, fear, or uncertainty, as these will not produce a favorable, any favorable results, and they could leave you open to unwanted entity contact or communication. Try to think, I can do this, and be positive before you go into trance. Thought is the most powerful force on this planet. I have power. You know, say things, I have power. I can do this. Enter it confidently. Because, you know, like attracts likes. So don't be afraid or that you're going to attract something who feeds off fear. You can use calming oils, like we mentioned before, to calm you when you're entering the trance. You can burn incense while you're going into trance. Although I wouldn't really burn anything while I'm going into trance. Like get a diffuser and get some nice um, essential oils sandalwood or something that is lavender something that's calming i would i strong i would hesitate to recommend burning anything when you're in trance because you're not really conscious and you don't want to leave anything burning because safety issues safety issues please unless you have some way of containing it like in a bucket of water so in case it falls over it it automatically puts itself out that's smart smart okay smudge always smudge before you go into trance work smudge the area when you're doing some really now if you're going to do some really serious trans work smudge the area get rid of any unwanted energies always cleanse the space before beginning any type of spiritual work anyway that's the important thing that you should be doing anyway on a regular basis to help get of any res residual energy Smudging, sage bush, spraying crystal clear, all those help. You want to create an inner and outer temple meditating. Meditation is a safe mental place. And include a form or physical representation of a protective deity. You can wear, carry a uh, protection talisman during this trans work. So you fit, that will further ensure that you are safe and protected. So that is all I have to share with you about trans work and psychic protection.
again, it's very important, very important. Now, I would write monthly articles about um, herb of the month, and I just decided, no, I'm done. So I, what I'm going to do now is do the magic of the month, which opens up a lot to talk about um, stones, crystals, herbs, plants, you name it. And I've been writing so much, so many other things that I decided for this month, the magic of the month is going to be on this podcast instead of me writing an article because I've just been swamped and busy, which is good because that's how I want it to be. I'm tired, but I thought, hey, I'll put, do it on the po podcast. So today's magic of the month is sapphire. Talk about the crystal sapphire. And um, a lot of this information comes from the Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. And I'll leave that in the, the show notes, along with the book that I mentioned uh, the, for the uh, trans work, The Way of the Shaman. So sapphire comes in blue, yellow, green, black, and purple. It's bright and transparent when it's polished. Some sapphire colors are rare, but most are easily obtained as uncut stones. Sapphire is known as the wisdom stone. And... Each color has its own particular wisdom to share with you. It focuses and it helps calm the mind. It, it releases unwanted thoughts and mental tension. It brings peace of mind and serenity. It aligns the physical, mental, and spiritual planes and restores balance within the body. Sapphire also can be used to release depression and release spiritual confusion. Also to stimulate concentration. It brings about prosperity and attracts all kinds of gifts. And we're talking about spiritual gifts. If you place the sapphire on the throat, like in a necklace or a choker, it will help to release frustration and facilitates self-expression. If you wear it on your finger, like as a ring, make sure that it touches the body somehow. It calms overactive body system and regulates the glands and heals the, uh, heals the eyes, removes impurities and stress, treats blood disorders, alleviates excessive bleeding, and strengthens veins. It also improves the vein elasticity. Now, each color has its own gift to offer you. So let's discuss each color. So I have my notes here. So I'm, as I do, let me just drink some coffee because I need my coffee. I love iced coffee and I'm going to drink my iced coffee. Mm, so good. <laughs> All right. So black sapphire is protects and centers it imparts confidence in one's own intuition and heightens employment prospects and helps in retaining a job. Again, you can wear it on your finger, your neck, all those things. Now, blue sapphire is traditionally associated with love and purity, seeker after spiritual truth, and an extremely effective for earth and chakra healing. It is the tranquil stone. It helps keep you on the spiritual path. 
it is used in shamanic ceremonies to transmute negative energies and it opens and heals the throat chakra and thyroid. Blue sapphire can also facilitate self-expression and speaking your truth, like speaking your mind. Green sapphire improves inner and outer vision. It improves dream recall, stimulates heart chakra, brings loyalty, fidelity, and integrity. It enhances compassion, and it increases an understanding of all the frailties and unique qualities of others, which is so important, so important. So we're not so self-centered. And it honors trust and respect for other people's belief systems, which also is important. The pink sapphire acts as a magnet. It draws into your life all that you need in order to evolve. And it is a fast-acting stone. It teaches us how to master our emotions. It clears emotional blockages and integrates the transmuted energies. Purple sapphire awakens, which we need. <laughs> Helpful for meditation, stimulates the kundalini rise, stimulates the crown chakra, stimulates opening spirituality. It activates the pineal gland. It links to psychic abilities, stimulates visionary qualities, and is very calming. And the last stone. Oh, no, it's not the last stone. Sorry, we have more. <laughs> Sorry, got ahead of myself. The royal sapphire. It eliminates negative energy from your chakras. It gets them all out. It stimulates the, stimulates the third eye to access information for growth. It teaches responsibility for your own thoughts and feelings. Royal Sapphire is good for treating brain disor disorders like dyslexia. So if you know anyone with dyslexia, try giving them Royal Sapphire necklace, stone, bracelet, anklet, ring, one of those. Now the star sapphire, it's called, it, it's called a star sapphire fire because within its depths, it has a five-pointed star formation. And that symbolizes its, its main makeup represents drawing you into its depths. So it opens your intu intuition. It centers your thoughts. It helps you anticipate other people's intention. And it contacts extraterrestrial beings. The star sapphire is a very rare stone. So if you find one, let me know. <laughs> if you find one, though, that's awesome. I don't have one. I hope to find one. A white sapphire is extremely pure energy. It opens your crown chakra, heightens spiritual energy. It opens cosmic consciousness. And white sapphire is extremely protective because it removes spiritual path obstacles and it helps you access your potential and life purpose. And finally, the yellow sapphire. It attracts wealth to your home. It can be placed in cash boxes to increase prosperity and earnings. You know, that's a great idea. I have this cash box when I go on my, my gigs, my artist gigs and my author gigs and my mystic gigs as well. I have, well, I don't have many of those. I've been doing a lot of that online. 
I put I should put a yellow sapphire in my cash box and see what happens. But you have to believe. You just can't put it there and be like, ah. You have to believe. Believing is part of the, the magic, a great part of the magic. Magic with the K, not abracadabra magic. Ab- magic with the K. Okay. So be sure to wear yellow sapphire near the body, touching the body, as with all of these stones. Yellow sapphire stimulates the intellect and improves overall focus so that the bigger picture is seen. It can be used as an elixir to remove toxins from the body. Now, I don't know how it's used as an elixir, but if you find out, let me know. So I'm, I'm glad, thankful that you have come to our show and that we were able to give you some great information. As always, check me out at www.magicandmedicine.blogspot.com. All of the, the links will be in the show notes as well as some great resources for you. And I'm thrilled that some people have been clicking on the links and getting help from the resources and contacts and all of that. Also, during this time, those of you who would like a reading, I am very intuitive. I do online intuitive meetings. I, I do them via Skype. I also do them via Zoom. I can also do them by Facebook Messenger. All of that will be in the show links as well. And you can set up an appointment with me. I have lowered my prices because I know that right now it is a very difficult time for a lot of people. And I'm not out to become a billionaire. I'm just out to help people and support my family as well, the best that I can. So thank you. Thank you for listening. So blessed be.